exercise out there in the third dimension with your smart devices, you can really exercise your thumbs on this show. I'm Gary Preston and this is my wife, Gloria. Hi, everybody. And we're Grace Faith Christian Discipleship and this is the GFCD Q&A Bible Study. We're coming to you from the east coast of Australia and uh, joining us on screen we've got John Tripp from North Carolina and Darren Samuels from Colorado Springs. So they're on the mm-hmm. opposite sides of the continent of USA. Gloria's going to open this Bible study right now mm-hmm. with prayer and lead us through communion and I'll just remind the guest ministers that uh, just to introduce themselves and tell the people out there in the third dimension where they are just before your first comment. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Gloria. Mm-hmm. And thank you for all of those people who are watching on in what we call the third dimension. That's just those people who are watching on either live now or sometime in the future. We look back and see that there are many replays of this Bible study at a later time. So thank you for all of those people who do join us whenever you get the chance to. So Father God, we just thank you so much that all around the world there are people who love you and love your word and want to know more about you. And so Father, we just commit this Bible study to you. We thank you for the the guest ministers who have given their time to come along uh, on this day. And Father, we just know that your word is Ruth and that it goes out live into the world to reach the hearts of people who are hungry for you. We thank you for the living word and we thank you for the Holy Spirit that is helping us to understand the word that is written and the word that is spoken in Jesus' name. Amen. And we've got someone else joining us. Is that right? Rick and Elaine. Rick and Elaine. Awesome. <laughs> and uh so I'll just go straight into communion and then we'll have um, uh, the, we'll do the intros later on. So um, once we get going with the Bible study, you can introduce yourself then. So I forgot to mention that if you would like to join us for communion, go and grab yourself some elements that you can use to represent the body and blood of Jesus. Come back and join us and fellowship with us if you're a Christian, if you're born again and you would like to partake of communion with us. Now, one of the things that I'm really wanting to emphasise when I do my communion messages um, for a little while, because it's something that Lord has put on my heart, is the fact that Jesus is alive. Mm -hmm. He is alive. And so I want to just read now, and I read this this morning uh, from, one, from 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 15, sorry, uh, from verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once of whom the greater part remain 
to the present and some may have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. And the wonderful thing is that we serve a living God. Mm. He is a risen, living God. He was witnessed by so many people. And all we have to do is believe. So when we come and we're taking communion, we're making a confession of our faith. We are believing that Jesus took the stripes upon his body that paid the price for our healing. And we thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes, we were healed. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And when we take the cup, we're remembering the precious blood of Jesus that paid the price for the sin of the whole world. He has taken that sin. He has nailed it to the cross. He has won victory over it. So we are now righteous in the sight of God. We have right standing in the sight of God because of the work of Jesus. Amen. So we take this cup in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. And we glory and, and praise the living, mighty Lord, the one true God that is alive today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Mm, praise your holy name. Your Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, welcome to you, Rick, and to the other ministers who are on the screen. You'll have the opportunity to introduce yourself, and don't forget to do that when you make your first comments. But to, to get the show rolling, we're going to go to the book of Hebrews mm -hmm. and share screen in Hebrews chapter 4. And, um, uh, so starting we're from verse go... 8. Yeah, starting from verse 8. Mm -hmm. And if you would just read verse 8 for us, please, Gloria. Mm -hmm. And um, and then uh, I'll, yep, yeah, so you read verse 8, Just please, the one Gloria. verse? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the one verse, please. Okay. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Okay, mm -hmm. so I might just um, uh, get the ball rolling and then we'll go to Darren. We'll just go in order that people appeared on screen um, who joined us. Um, so this is Andrew Womack's living commentary from uh, Ephesians, uh, sorry, um, from Hebrews 4.8. David's state, statement about entering into the rest of the Lord Psalm 95 verses 7 to 11 was made 400 years after the children of Israel had occupied the promised land. Therefore, the occupation of the land of Canaan could not have been the fulfillment of entering into the Lord's rest. You probably need to ponder that a little bit to get your head around it. Um, but by the end of this Bible study, I can assure you, you will, because we're going to focus on the, on this particular statement that Andrew Wagmack has been make, 
making quite a bit. That was only that was and is only fulfilled as we rest in what Jesus, what the Lord Jesus has accomplished, accomplished for us through His atonement. Mm. So, over to you, Darren, please. And you left on mute. You left on mute, Darren. Just go ask to unmute. Yep, you unmuted there, Darren. Sorry about that. That's okay. Apologize about that. My un unmute button wasn't working at first, but I'm Darren Samuel from Colorado Springs, Colorado, mm -hmm. and thank you for having me on the call again today. Um, yeah, uh, you know we're going to get into this uh, more and more, but this whole chapter, you know, is just about entering that rest that finished work of the cross that Jesus provided for us. And so, uh, you know, I just wanted to read quick from the Amplified on this verse, uh, verse eight, this mention of a rest was not a reference to their entering into Canaan for it. If Joshua had given, given them rest, he, God would not speak afterward about another day. And so it wasn't Joshua's, um, wasn't Joshua's position, but it was more God basically introducing the fact that it's going to be Jesus. It was a, it was a, a shadow and a type, I believe, of Jesus being that ultimate rest for us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Darren. And we'll, I, I, I guarantee you, if you have, see, the big question is, what is this rest? What is it? I'm speaking to the people out there in the third dimension. The third dimension is the people who are watching this video who aren't on the screen, that's probably you. Can you answer that question? What is this rest? Because we're, we're told that we need to enter in to the rest. But you need to get your head around what that rest actually is. So over to you, John, and you'll have to unmute. Thank you, Gary. I'm John Tripp. I live in the state of North Carolina, which is on the uh, is on the uh, uh, left coast <laughs> or the right coast of the of the United States. We border the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, we're in the southeastern part of the state of the country. That rest, um, well, it's it's really the finish, like Darren alluded to, the finished work on the cross that's going to give us that love and peace and joy. That just just to give you a little bite is uh, we go on a little more what it is it's all based on faith and um so but thank you thank you gary yeah thanks john yeah that rest is the opposite to works you've got works of the law and you've got the rest the sabbath rest jesus is our sabbath and that rest is in the finished work of jesus and this will come out more and more all right um okay over to you please rick Hi, I'm Rick Bush. My wife Elaine is uh, right here. Hi, Elaine. In... <laughs> and uh, I'd have a little pup here, but oh um, yes, have... you'll you'll have to introduce uh, little Samson at some stage. Maybe we'll have that right now. Yeah, is he there? <laughs> yes, well, uh, Elaine's going to grab him. He actually <laughs> uh, he made a big mess. We had to give him a bath, and so. <laughs> He's um, 
a little bit um, not completely dry because he he took a bath great, but he, the blow dryer he wasn't so happy with. So, <laughs> but she's grabbing him, and uh, he's quite the little guy. He's still a little damp. This is he, little Samson. Meet Samson. Oh, he's oh, so gorgeous. Wow. Hey, Sammy, you're beautiful. <laughs> hey, Samson. Yeah. What a perfect name. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> and she, uh, Sam or Sammy, but yeah. uh, it's uh, but he's yeah he's really a docile, loving mm. puppy. Beautiful. And uh, he's only twelve and a half weeks old. Mm. So You're blessed. We look forward to, except that having a puppy is a lot of work. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing that. <laughs> we can just enjoy the pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, he's going to be great. God, I think God picked this one for us. So. Um, well, thank you for letting me introduce uh, Samson. Um, now, as it's been said, this is talking about Jesus. That's what the reference really is. And uh, that will become more clear as you go forward. But the truth is, I just I wanted to say that, you know, the whole right from the beginning, um, this picture of the rest that Jesus would bring was uh, right in in the process of God making the world and taking six days to do it, including creating Adam. And on the seventh day, he rested. And Jesus said that he is the rest. And this, this rest, this Sabbath rest, Back then, um, in the Old Testament and in the, the Jewish culture, the Sabbath was a day of rest, and there's a lot more to that. But uh, now, because of the work on the cross, every day is a Sabbath day. That's the rest that we get to have. Mm -hmm. And we rest in the finished work, but we also rest in the promises that God has given us, the promises uh, that includes peace and um, prosperity, uh, uh, well-being, uh, uh, all of those things are part of the rest that we have, including knowing he's with us to help us accomplish anything, anything that is his will, and we know his will because we know his word. But he loves us and he wants us to be happy and fulfilled. And his plans for us are good plans. And all of that is part of this rest. And Jesus is the reason. Mm. Amen. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Good, good yeah, thanks, Rick. Mm. Um, where's my share screen? Mm -hmm. I just want to share the screen again and um, uh, just point out something. Um, I don't know whether you guys can see it, but on the right-hand side of my screen, I've got the King James Version, and verse 8 starts with, for if Jesus had given them rest. This is not talking about our Lord Jesus, because Jesus was another way of um, an English version for their name, Joshua. It's actually Joshua, for if Joshua had given them rest. So if you're looking at a King James Version and you're wondering why we're talking about Joshua, this is not the Lord Jesus, okay? 
Um, and the other thing, um, I Gloria asked me, did I only want her to read verse 8? I actually wanted her to read verse 9 as well, but I said read verse 8 only. So there remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. Why? Because it's saying over here, for if Joshua had given them the rest, you know, like they entered, Joshua took them into the promised land, but that wasn't the rest that we were talking about, right? Now, if I can just ex expound a little bit here, um, you see, I'll just stop the screen share. If um, the, the rest for the um for the people who were under the law that is the children of israel the rest for the children of israel was on the seventh day and then if i can say on the eighth day they went back to work but the the comparison here because you see the law hadn't been fulfilled right the law was still running its course and the law is about works. It's all about works. The law is not of faith, right? It's all about works. And this rest is ended by faith or by belief in Jesus Christ, as Rick pointed out. Um, so if I can make a comparison, the comparison for us is not really between the law the rest that they had on the Sabbath, because that was only one day. For us, the comparison is God's rest on having completed or finished creation. Again, Rick mentioned that. So God's rest was an eternal rest because all his works were done, right? Our rest in Jesus Christ, in the finished work of the cross, is eternal because Jesus fulfilled the law. There is no more works. And for us Gentiles who have never been under the law, we've still been under works. They're called works of the flesh. So let's just uh, share screen again and we'll read on with verse 10, I believe, Gloria. Let me make sure I give you the right. Do you want me to go back to 8 and then I'll include 10? Read 8, 9 and 10 mm -hmm. and I'll ask Darren to comment on verse 10. Mm -hmm. um, but you read 8, 9 and 10 and okay. the comments will be coming aimed at verse 10. Okay. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. You can see how important that is. Also has ceased from his works, whether they be works of the law or whether they be works of the flesh. Over to you, please, Darren. Yeah, no, praise God. Um, and, you know, it is just about the finished work of the cross. And just as God uh, rested after he created the world, have you been speaking about? But it's also interesting to reflect on Hebrews 1, 3, 
uh, and it says, who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. And so even when Jesus had finished the works of the cross and um, after his time of revelation that Gloria spoke about where he revealed himself to many different people, he came to join the father and sat down on the right hand of the, of the throne in heaven with God. And so I think that's very interesting just to reflect on that. And then the other thing I wanted to mention quick is it speaks in uh, Romans 4. Um, it says uh, in verse 5, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even has David also described and blessed blessedness of, of the man in whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Mm -hmm. And so I, I sort of like the uh, amplified uh, version of that because uh, in five Romans four five on the amplified it says but to one who not working by the law trust and believes fully in him justifies the ungodly his faith is credited credited to him as righteousness right the standing and acceptable uh, to God and so basically like we sort of discussed last week it's our faith that puts us in this position of rest it is not our works because our works without a relationship with Christ are useless. Mm -hmm. Our self-righteousness is invaluable. It has, has no purpose without our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And in Christ, of course, then we, because we are in Christ and we put our faith in Jesus, then that's how we enter that rest and cease from our own works. See, because, because Jesus fulfilled the law on our behalf amen i mean that's really good um can i kind of i get the feel um that what we're talking about here is two covenants that the rest is in the age of grace the covenant of grace you know yes it was a sabbath rest on the seventh day under the law of moses but that was one day, and then you return to works. Okay, over to you, John, and you'll have to unmute. Yeah, thank you, Gary. That, uh, what Darren was just talking about, he, he gave a great example of the, the thief that was on the cross mm. that said, you know, th you know the, two, the two thieves were discussing, and, and, all he, and Jesus said, of your faith, you know, he told him, today you will be with me in paradise he, he didn't work he, he didn't uh, get the four laws of uh, salvation or whatever the things a lot of people use today which are good and okay but it, it, it's all it's all faith it's all and this faith was counted as righteousness what a what a great promise uh, you know what else can he say you know in, in nine where it says that there remaineth a rest and Jesus became that Sabbath rest for the people of God. What a great thing. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, thanks, John. And mentioning that thief on the cross always reminds me. Every now and then you get things that surfaces that are um, um, 
what do you call belief systems that are wrong? Um, just, well, you know, there's this one theology out there that if you're not water baptized, then you can't be saved. Yes. Well, you know, too bad for the thief on the cross. If that were true, of course, that's not true. Uh, water baptism is something that we are supposed to do, but salvation is not dependent on water baptism. If it were, then the thief on the cross couldn't have joined Jesus in paradise, could he? Um, over to you, please, Rick. Yes. Um, along the theme of <clears throat> this rest, describing this rest, uh, yes, it's because of the finished work of the cross. But what does that rest look like? Well, it looks like a lot of things. Uh, one thing is that, as Gary said, uh, we're no longer relying on what we do. And uh, one way of looking at that is that we don't have to act a certain way in order to get God's approval. Jesus has already prepared this rest for us and made it available and we don't have to live in it if we don't live in it we don't have rest uh, but the fact that we don't have to act a certain way yes we should live holy but that's not going to get god's approval god approves us because of jesus what is what does righteous mean what is being righteous being righteous is being, or what is righteousness? It's what God says is right. And God says that we are right with him. We are, we've been justified by Jesus and we need to be present to that. And it's really difficult when you look at yourself, you look at your life and you realize you don't look like you measure up. But when you start to realize what God has done for us through our Lord Jesus, that's a real beginning to the rest that we have available to us in so many areas of our life in this world and that makes no sense to others. Uh, they, they don't understand it. And, you know, sometimes we can't understand it. That's the peace that he gives us that goes beyond all understanding. When we ought to be upset and we ought to be frustrated and we ought to be uh, afraid, we often are not. And when we are, we turn to him, the rest is there. And that's an important part of this rest that has been made available to us that we, uh, it, you know, Paul said, we need to labor to rest. We need, if we're going to work, work to rest in what Jesus has done. Mm. Mm. That's good. Yeah, thanks, Rick. That is good. Okay, we've probably got time to do another yeah. round, actually. Yeah. Uh, we're going well. So um, we're going to go and share screen again. <clears throat> And we are in verse 11, 11. Gloria. Mm -hmm. Just the one verse, please. Okay. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Can I interrupt? 
and Rick said um, in the King James Version, it says, let us labor. Labor, that's right. right. Over yes. here. I actually like the word diligent yeah. because if I can, I think I've got the um, Strong's up here. If you look at that word labor, the Strong's include def definition mm. says um, to use speed that is to make effort to be prompted or earnest to give diligence, be diligent, forward, endeavoring, study, mm. labor, study. So mm. it's a labor study. It's not mm. works. Mm. Um, yeah, really good to bring that point out, Rick. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, sorry to interrupt That's there, okay. Gloria. That's important. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Over to you, please. Who's first? Darren. 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 Over to you, Darren. You'll have to unmute. Well, praise God. Uh, this is one of my favorite verses of the uh, chapter because the, I received this personally as a daily invitation to stay in that place of rest and it's through the word of god it's through my relationship with jesus i continue to put my faith in jesus and we'll see when i believe jesus and, and my faith is there when i believe god then i trust him and because i trust him i know that i'm at am i i'm at peace with god i'm in that position of right standing with god the father and I, I, I have peace and, I, and, and I'm at rest and I'm in faith, you know, and so that's sort of one way of looking at it. But the other to, to labor to enter into the rest, in, in my opinion, it, like I said, it's an invitation to daily set my mind on Jesus and keep my mind stayed on the Lord. And to me, that's, that's the labor, that's the diligence, that's the consistency of staying in that position of rest is keeping my eyes on Jesus and keeping in the word and partaking in the daily bread uh, and, and the intimate relationship that I have with the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Yeah, yeah thanks, Darren. Over to you, please, John. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Darren hit that one out of the park. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, we, our works that we do, we're trying to, uh, uh, at times where it says labor, I like where it says that's making an effort. Okay, so if we're, so if we kind of bring that down, making an effort to, uh, to try to, um, be thankful or do things uh, from the blessings of the Lord that we've received. You know, it's, it's making an effort. It's making every effort in the work. Our work is making an effort to um, uh, um, apparently just try to thank the Lord in our own efforts for, for what he did for us on the cross. We don't have to do with it. it it's a free gift. It's, it's it's favor it's grace it's faith thank you gary yeah thanks john over to you please rick yeah john and you uh you hit it on the the head of the nail as well um you know one uh one version uh translation says make every effort you know that's being mindful to it 
and we're going to forget. You know, there's um, a book called Practicing the Presence. And it, it um, basically describes uh, a monk from the, I believe it was the 1600s, <clears throat> that what he did is had a real special relationship with the Lord because he practiced realizing the Lord was with him all the time. And it sounds, you know, uh, it sounds like it could be easy, but it, it's not. And we're so often just off doing things totally oblivious that he's right there with us. Um, he wants to have a conversation with us. He wants to lead us and let us know. Uh, he, he, he wants us to have confidence that he's right there. This too is part of the rest of knowing that he's with us and that he wants to help us in the things that we want and need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully our mind is on what the kingdom is, what he's doing in the kingdom. Uh, but he designed us to do impossible things, not on our own, but with him there. And one of the greatest forms of worship is trusting him and trusting him is also trusting that he's going to help you do things that, and you realize that you couldn't do on your own. Instead of backing away after talking with him because he's right there with you and getting what you believe is the green light, he wants you to do it and then give him the glory for it. And that whole that whole process is going to give you a life of rest, but also satisfaction. And um, the whole, you know, uh, Darren mentioned relationship. Relationship is what it's all about. He wants a relationship with us. He doesn't need servants. He has the angels. Now, if we serve him out of our heart, that's wonderful. But he, he's not asking us to, um, to be a servant. Uh, the Bible tells us he's a friend. Jesus is a friend. He's a brother. He's our Lord and Savior also. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what he's looking for, is that, that kind of a relationship. Our Heavenly Father, um, it, it's... It's, it's an amazing life that many of us Christians, we're just unfortunately dabbling in it ourselves, but we can grow every day. And as was mentioned, being in the word and letting the word do its thing, mm -hmm. uh, which is just like growing a plant. You plant a seed, it germinates, it's underground. You don't even know what's happening. Get the word into you, and the word will work and grow, and pretty soon it will sprout, and it still has a ways to go, but get the word in you. Mm, man, that's, that's, that's a really good word, uh, Rick. Um, I'd just like to say something because I just felt there was the Holy Spirit prompting me just to, to, to say a little short testimony. Um, uh, 
that rest is just when you enter into that rest it's an amazing place to be and just recently the lord gave me a revelation of that rest and he gave me this to say whenever i feel that little bit of i hate to use the word but a lot of people might relate to it just that little bit of anxiety rising up inside of me god gave me this to say i am held in perfect love perfect love casts out fear and when i see myself being held in that perfect love because god is love it's all encompassing it's in me through me around me it's like i am just permeated totally with perfect love and it casts out fear fear cannot penetrate that permanent love that mm. i'm held in mm. and that is when i am in that total rest of knowing that no matter what that i am held in his perfect love amen wow wow that brought tears to my eyes not just because this is my wife speaking but um it's the revelation of the love of god mm. if you if you would like to have that love that gloria just decided described then you need to invite jesus into your heart and i'm speaking to you out there in the third dimension gloria i think it'd be appropriate if you let us in a salvation prayer mm. just jump straight into the prayer because you've already yeah. done the opening to it yes so if you want to experience this rest that the ministers have talked about if you want to experience being held in this perfect love where this perfect love casts out fear then you need to make a decision and you need to believe like what i was saying when i did the communion right at the beginning where we believe that Jesus went to the cross for us, where he paid the price for our sin, where he took the lashes on his body for our healing, but that he also rose again, that he's not dead like other so-called gods of the world, but he is living, he is risen, he's alive in me. I know that because I've experienced that love that holds me fast. And all you have to do is just say out of your mouth what you believe. And what we're going to pray is in accordance with Romans 10, 9 and 10. And you can easily Google that, that verse, those two verses. So just say with me, you can always stop the video later on and say it if you want to think about it first. But if that prompting is in your heart right now, then just say with me, Father God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to pay the price for my sin and the sin of the world. I thank you, Father God, that you rose Jesus from the dead, that he is a living and alive today. I ask you, Father God, that Jesus come into my heart. I receive you, Jesus, in my heart. I open my heart to you. I call you my Lord, I call you my Lord.
And I thank you that you have received me into your kingdom. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. That was a Holy Spirit inspired prayer, if ever I heard one. And uh, so you guys are out there in the third dimension and the ministers on the screen um, will say goodbye from mm -hmm. Grace Faith Christian Discipleship. If you want to contact us, you can email us on gfcd.sozo, that's S-O-Z-O, at gmail.com. So if you've just said that prayer, doesn't matter whether it's now or sometime in the future, Email us and let, let us know because the whole of heaven is rejoicing when mm. someone comes into the kingdom and of God. We What we can do for you is hook you up with a minister in your local area. They can mentor you and um, the, um, the Bible calls it discipleship. <coughs> discipleship. The Bible says to go out mm. and make dis disciples of all the nations, not converts. You were just converted to Christianity, but it doesn't end there. That mm. is just the beginning. And if there are people who perhaps are already Christians who have watched this video and you can think of somebody that might really need to hear the message that has been spoken today, then please share, 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 share. Because share this video. It's not about Gary and Gloria. It's not about GFCD. It's about getting the word out to the people in the world who really need to hear it. We'll see you this time next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank Bye you. Everybody. Thank you for joining God us, Ministers and thanks, on Ministers. Screen. Thank you, Rick and John and Darren and Elaine. Thank you for being there in the background as and well. And Sammy. And Sammy. <laughs>